listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Hi, everyone, and welcome to season two of This Hong Kong Life. We've really enjoyed listening to young people's stories, uh, particularly those who have been born and grown up here. Um, but today's guest is somebody who's called Hong Kong home for just a couple years, and we're excited to hear about her experiences growing up in other places, but also during her time here in Hong Kong. Welcome to our podcast, Claire. Hi. How are you doing, Claire? Uh, I'm doing fine. It's my third year in Hong Kong. Oh, it's your third year in and Hong Kong. I'd like to call it home. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And um, before Hong Kong, where were you living in? Uh, I was living in northeastern China. Oh, cool. How is um? What is the difference between Hong Kong and where you were from? Uh, first of all, it's it's wilding. <laughs> uh, the wilding in my hometown is quite cold. Actually, it's snowing every day. Really? Oh, so yeah. living in Hong Kong, do you prefer it because the weather is different? It's warming and I don't have to wear too heavy. Like too many clothes, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So uh, what brought you to Hong Kong, Claire? Uh, I'm a student in Hong Kong U. I'm taking my undergraduate program. I'm studying social science, majoring in uh, sociology and counseling. Oh, cool. Is there a reason why you're choosing to study these subjects? Can you share a bit about that? I'm quite interested in some social issue, gender equality, child protection issue. I would like to study more on that, so I took social science. That's cool. Can you tell us why you're interested in these particular areas? Uh, so I choose social science as my focus because I have read some book in my secondary school and I realized that actually it's a social constructed society and I want to know why we act like this and why we live in this, this kind of specific culture. So I would like to discover more on that. Hmm. So subjects like, you know, gender equality is really a hot topic for uh, a lot of places around the world. So from where you come from, is that something that was very popular amongst you and your friends? In my hometown, gender equality is uh, in a quite high standard among all progress in mainland China because it's have a very industrialization mm. so the gender equality here is quite it's quite good I think. And is this something that your family is really supportive of you learning and getting more involved with? Yeah actually my both of my parents they are very open-minded and they are very supportive to whatever I want to learn or I'm going to do in my future. I feel very grateful and pleased. So have you always wanted to make Hong Kong your home? Yeah, actually, I think Hong Kong is a very inclusive country. Even I come come here as a student and I just uh, stay in Hong Kong for three years, I feel like it's my second home. How have you found the adjustment? Like, how have you found your way when you first moved here? Actually, it's quite challenging for me. When I first uh, came to Hong Kong, I always feel lonely. 
at that time because I miss all the orientation camps and events because of sickness mm. in my first year. I don't have a, a lot of friends and the study here is a, a little bit different from my secondary, secondary school studying. Mm. So it's a little bit challenging, but I have some friends and we, we met at some courses and some activities. So I have more friendship with them. So it's actually, I adjust well because of them. They are very supportive. So how did you meet some of these friends that you know now? I have participated in a lot of voluntary teaching program and I met most of my friends there. That's great. And as you have been living here in Hong Kong, how have you found it? Are there places that you really love, really enjoy being here in the city? I really like Hong Kong because it's a busy city that you can always find something you are interested in and you can participate in. Like I always enjoy going to book events and some exhibition. That's cool. So going back to a little bit about the transition that you mm -hmm. uh, had coming to Hong Kong, what did you find other than, you know, really struggling with loneliness in the beginning? Were there other things that you found really challenging in transitioning to a new city? I think it's about it's it's about language. I cannot understand Cantonese at all three years ago, mm. and I think language is a really limited things when you are communicate with others. Actually, my friend in mainland China, they think I am a very talkative and outgoing person. But mm -hmm. however, my local friends in Hong Kong, they think I'm a little shy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's mostly because of the language barrier then? Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not a very linguistic people and I feel a little embarrassed to communicate when I don't know this language. I think everyone feels a little bit hesitant when, you know, the language is not their preferred sort of way of, of communicating and expressing. Would you mm -hmm. say that maybe English is your second language after Mandarin? Uh, yeah. How did you come to learn English? Basically in my secondary school and also primary school. However, we don't actually communicate with English during the daily life. So my spoken English is actually a little limited. Oh, I think you're pretty good. I mean, you're <laughs> conversational completely. <laughs> I'm sure Thank our you. listeners would agree with us. <laughs> so Clara, tell us um, a little bit about how you normally spent your summers during secondary school. Actually, during my secondary school, I spent most of my time studying in the school courses because all of us have to pre prepare for the Gaokao, you said. What it's the that? final examination to the university. Oh, and okay. In my hometown. Mm -hmm. So secondary school is six years. Did you spend every single summer in school? Um, actually, I do traveled um, once or twice to Europe with my families. However, I do spend most of my summer and other vacation to study. Mm. And was that something that you chose to do or it was mandatory? Um, actually, um, 
I would like to say it's because of the culture, and everyone, almost everyone, choose to study for a better grade. So although we we want to、um, do some other things, but you know that everyone else that they, they are studying, so you feel that. Peer pressure and w- which force you to study as well. Right. So, but how did it make you feel? Was it something that you were quite happy with, or actually, I do not. I did not put any feeling to this.、Uh, it's just it's a normal things for me. But I really、uh, appreciate. That I do have some chance to hang out with with my friends during the break of those classes, and the time spent with my friends is more cherished because in that specific situation.、Mm, that's really great. I mean, I, I totally understand that. Like, because you have spent so much time just really studying, the time that you get to really relax with your friends, I'm sure that that must have been really amazing. So now that you're looking back, would you recommend other young people to do what you did, which is spend most of your summers in secondary school just studying and doing, you know, work? I would like to suggest、um, young people, especially some some friends in secondary school, to go out and take take some challenges and to find out. What you are really interested in? When looking back now, I think, <laughs> I think actually I do have the time and the interest to learn some new things like dancing and another new instrument. But I just quit that because I think studying is the most important things in, in secondary school. So, so it's kind of regret not doing other things as well. Then it's okay for me because I have I read some book and I know my interest is in social science. However, some of my friends when they join the university and they have to choose their major, they. Told me that they don't know what they are really interested in, so they choose something most popular, such as、uh, economic and finance. When they are in their third or final year, found they don't really like this、mm. this major. What do you think young people need to do when they find themselves in such a situation? Actually, I think someone who who decides to change another major and took. One to two more years in the university and graduate with major they are really interested in. It's very brave. However, I do think we can make more effort before we decide to choose and find out what we are really interested in. Actually, I think it's better. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean,、yeah. I think I think sometimes we need to sort of plan in advance. Almost, you know, but but where is the room for us to plan in advance, right? Do you feel like when you were younger that you had adequate opportunities to explore what it is that you were good at? I have to say no, because the culture here in my hometown is you have to study a lot just for the final goal. Which is to go to a better or the best university. Actually, my family they are very open-minded, but because of the whole culture there is that, so they don't provide young people opportunities to find out. But I think in Hong Kong, when I talk to my local friends, I think they have more 
chance to do that. I mean, it sounds actually quite a stressful process for you, you know, up until this point when you get to university. It's like, you know, you have just one goal to make, you know, how do young people like yourselves growing up where you grew up, um, how did you handle all the pressure? I would like to say peer support. I realize peer support always come with peer pressure. But when you realize that your friends, I would like to say they're all suffering in this kind of situation, you may, you may feel more supported. Is there things that you all actively did to help each other? Uh, in secondary school, we form a, a, a group to support each other when we are stressful. When we feel stressful and depressed, we, we just go to this chat group to chat with each other and other maybe they, they, they can confront this person. Yeah. It sounds like you had a really good support network. So Claire, this summer, uh, you have been interning with us at Kelly. What have you been doing as an intern? I'm preparing a project called Operation Big Bird, which is focused on drug and alcohol control. That's really cool. Is this a topic that you have looked at before? Oh, yeah. In my first year in Hong Kong U, I took a course related to this subject. It's criminology. I, I found out that in Hong Kong, also in some other places around the world, uh, alcohol and drug abuse, they are in a very severe situation. Many young people, they just use alcohol and even drugs when they are young, and they just develop this um, risky habit when they are older. Mm. Have you, did you see this when you were growing up? as well oh yeah in, in my hometown there is a really popular and well-known we call wine culture me as well as my friend we drink first because of our parents encourage us to do that actually i believe that they they see alcohol as a tool to communicate with each other so they think they're children they are better to have this ability that they started to encourage us to drink when we were around 15 they just said you can have a try it's no harm you have to know how to drink when you are older so maybe you can have have a try now i mean now that you're a couple years older when you think back at that culture and what do you think about it and after you know sort of your internship here with us at kelly I believe that it's a little harmful to young people because uh, especially they are encouraged by their parents. They don't, they don't know um, what is right or wrong and they also don't know what alcohol means. They just educate by their parents that alcohol is a useful tool for communication. Um, my father, he works in a bank and he had to um, participate in some business events to just for work and during that day i don't know they, they have to drink as a it's something can increase your reputation and to show that you really want to do that business. Although it is, we know that it is socially constructed, mm. I do believe 
alcohol is a very useful tool in my hometown to communicate with each other. Mm. But the parents did not educate them the harm. Mm. How do you think that you, like, one can really balance the potential harms that can come with alcohol for young people, but at the same time, you know, balancing that, you know, it has culturally become a useful communication tool for for folks back home. I think young people themselves, for them, it's a really challenging thing. So I think、mm-hmm. some other parties, such as governments and some organizations, such as Kelly, really contribute a lot to help young people to balance these challenges. Are there organizations like Kelly,、uh, where you're from? No. <laughs> I don't think there is any any organization, especially focused on alcohol control and prevention, especially for young people. Cause I said that the whole culture here is like that. So <laughs> most of people think alcohol is useful and harmless. <laughs> That's very interesting, indeed. <laughs> okay, tell me a bit about like your favorite summer memory that you have. Oh, my favorite summer memory is two years ago. I joined a voluntary teaching program in Wuhan, mainland China, and the whole program lasts for two to three weeks. It's in a small village town, so I can I I spend I spend a whole two to three weeks there, and I meet some. Students and I had the chance to communicate with them, and I also spent some effort to teach them. Although I can say that I cannot teach them too much knowledge, cause it's a very limited time. However, I do want to take that chance to broaden their horizon and be more supported in their lives. That's really cool, and thank you so much for sharing that.、Uh, really appreciate it. Before we we end our conversation, and it's been great having you on us today. Would you have any last words that you'd like to share with young people, maybe for those who are adjusting to a new environment、uh, as they go from secondary school into university? I know a lot of people are starting to prepare for that this month. So, if you have any words for them, that'd be really great. Oh yes! First of all, I would like to、uh, suggest friends who are in the secondary school to take more chance to explore、uh, what we are really interested in. So you can choose、um, a really a, a a subject which is really interested you in the university, and you can avoid some、um, some stress and some hesitation and difficulties when when you are studying this. And also, I noticed that because it's in a very, very challenging situation from all of us in Hong Kong now because of the COVID nineteen. And sometimes myself found I I'm losing control of my life, and I'm I always feel stressful and a little depressed. And so I would like to suggest people. To keep in touch with your friends and don't feel ashamed to express your problems and difficulties, and as well as spend some times and efforts to care about your friends and people around you. 
That is so good. It's just such a great reminder, especially now when we are all in different places and still having to be remote and looking at potentially like continued online learning, you know, uh, mm -hmm. when schools reopen later on. Thank you so much, Claire, for joining us. We'll see you next time. See you. And for those of you who are listening in today, grateful that you spent time to drop in. And if you are going through some transitions like Claire has, we hope that this conversation today has been helpful for you to hear her perspective um, and to hear her life stories. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like this show, please subscribe and get two new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you, so nominate yourself or a friend to share next. Leave us a message or drop us a note at hklife at kely.org. That's hongkonglife at kelly.org. See you next time.